Thank you for double-clicking your mouse tonight. You're listening to the Midnight Frightcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hello, horror fans. For those of you waking up from your Saturday night hangover, we are here in the basement studio on a dark and stormy Sunday for episode 66. Well, it was dark and stormy when I was driving over here. Now it's just windy. But either way, I am Maddie. And joining us on the tablet from Omaha, we got Greg. What is up? And we got Patrick. Hey, everybody, how's it going? And across from me, we got Josh. I have quite the Saturday hangover. I yeah, I'm, I'm sure you do. It's crazy. Yeah. My yeah. hangover is awful. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, the Huskers <laughs> got beat again. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's my hangover. I, I don't think you can call it a beating. I think you can call it a massacre. No, it was it no. was not like the massacres that, you know, Nebraska used to deal out where the points were in the 60s. It could have been. They it could have been. It could have been a lot we worse. Got, we basically got shut out forty-eight to nothing for a while there. Yeah, today, it, it, and it could have been a lot worse. Don't be a horror fan. Be a football fan. Listen to the football cast. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to talk about the Huskers <laughs> for the next hour. No, no, I, no, no, no. I, I, I can't do that. Yeah, That's, uh, I. A real horror show. Didn't bring my heartburn medication. <laughs> we've got, we've got a fun cast for you guys today. We just watched a trailer. What did we watch? We watched the shed. The shed. If you Google that on, or if you search for that on YouTube, uh, you'll find a lot of ways to build a shed. So make sure you are looking up the shed trailer. What do we think? Uh, well, you're right because I did learn how to build a shed very quickly um, when I looked that movie up. But once I found the trailer, it has a very horror comedy vibe to it. I don't know if it's horror comedy though. It just it has this weird like horror comedy vibe to it i wanted to laugh at it but i wasn't sure if i was supposed to yeah i don't think that it was necessarily meant to be a horror or excuse me a comedy horror or horror comedy whichever way you want to look at that but there was definitely some humorous lines in there yeah i don't think that necessarily they were going for a horror comedy but you know if you can add in some lighter moments that's always a good thing right i think it almost kind of had to me like a jessica's bot Jennifer, Jennifer's, Jennifer's body. body feel, where it was kind of funny, but you still kind of had more of that element. I think it looks fun. Yeah, anybody who's seen the movie, All the Boys Love Mandy Lane, it has that vibe okay. to it to me. I don't know if you've seen the movie or not. I Yeah, I, I see that, Josh. I can I can see that now that you mentioned that. So yeah, it's got, uh, I, I took horror comedy from it, but again, it was the kind of thing that I wasn't sure if I was supposed to laugh at it or not, so I didn't. I just kept the laughter inside. Um, you know what? Well, any response is an honest response, so you should have just laughed. I should have, right? Yeah. But yep. it's got a lot of mystery behind the the trailer, also because they have all these great shots of the shed, but never show what's inside. The yeah, shed. I mean, it makes you. They definitely did not give away what's up with the shed, right. other than it kills the fuck out of people, right? I think it'd be kind of fun if they never showed what's in the shed because I feel like there's so many movies like the sign or signs is one of them where right. like it's good up until they like show what's going on and then you're like what is this stupid thing and there's oh, enough yeah. and there's enough like monster movies that it's really good until they show the monster and then you're just disappointed because it's right. not what's worked up in your head or it's just really shitty CGI or something like yeah. that. That's kind of how the Quiet Place was to me. 
where like I wasn't having a good time until the monster showed up. But the second mm. they showed him, I was like, "What is this demon flower?" Like I yeah. don't care. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean it's a it's an indie film, so I don't even know CGI wise or whatever how much money they'd be able to pour into it. But um, it's playing indie festivals. All that's <laughs> probably where uh, well, she said she found it off of a horror. Yeah, upcoming Facebook page. Ho- yeah, upcoming horror movies. I've been seeing it all over like uh, festival circuits, right? And right, stuff. because I'd seen a news piece about it that some production company picked it up yeah, after probably. they saw it at a festival. Yeah, yeah. So it's going around on the festival circuit right now. I so. think that's the way to go anymore. Honestly, mm-hmm. I see more praise from like festival picked movies than like the big right. Hollywood ones anymore. Right. So yeah, that's how you can get noticed. Cool. That's how you gotta have some money to uh, to donate to the vessel. Yeah. Did yeah. we have a date that this was? You know, it, that's what I just looked up online, and all it says is 2019. But I'm assuming it probably won't hit theaters till 2020 if it's even, still doing the festival circuit. Don't even know if it'd go to a theater. I better go straight to VOD. Yeah. Yeah, so. I'm thinking VOD. <laughs> Greg, Greg, what is your football? I mean, what do you football think? Yeah, yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. What's the football update there, Greg? What's the score? That was that what's was the ESPN score? chiming in for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, that was just an update on the the Rams Buccaneers game that's about to start here. So, um, I was I was intrigued by it. I, I really feel like I definitely. Uh, is worth checking out. So whenever that pops into theaters, I want to hit it up. I, I definitely agree with the felt like a, a horror comedy vibe vibe, excuse me, but it was mostly the first half of the trailer. Once you actually discover the shed and the creature, whatever is in that shed, it took a quick 180. And I just, I'm really, again, intrigued to see what, uh, what that movie is going to be all about. So definitely put me on board to check out the shed. You know what I kind of liked about this is like a lot of times when they have movies where there's like high school characters, the high school characters look like in their 30s. And these kids actually look like they could probably be. Yeah, pretty close. I think they're a little older. Yeah, Yeah, like a little bit, but not quite as bad as the like person who like you can tell has had a facelift and they're in high school and you're like, (laughs) wait. I mean, when you work with high schoolers, the, that's one of the things that you notice in every movie is if it's not age, uh, I don't want to say age appropriate, but yeah, that's kind of what it is. Right. Where the actor's not age appropriate for that role. Yeah. But I'm down. I'll totally check out the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it seems fun. like something it I'd cool. watch. So. Yeah. Yeah. So fun. like I said, 2019, whether or not it has a theatrical release, we don't know. Yeah. So I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be a VOD kind of yeah. drop thing. I'll put money on that. So yeah, cool. Well, awesome. So we'll drop the shed on our Facebook page so you don't have to learn how to, you know, assemble a shed <laughs> from YouTube. But let's move on. And since Craig's not here, we're not going to do the obnoxious thing. The what? No. The what? No. The what? No, I won't do it. If you don't say the word. It's the news. I tried so hard. I didn't even say it. I didn't say it. I didn't. Fuck, who's got news? Who does have news? We really talked about I have that news, before. but I, Josh, I think you should probably talk about the one that affected you the most. I mean, I have a couple written down, but are you talking about the Tony Todd thing? No. Oh, yeah, let's the take sad, the, the sad yeah, news yeah, yeah. of the week. Yeah, um, so just a really quick thing, because uh, so I never met him. I had friends that have definitely met him at festivals or at uh, conventions. So last Saturday, Sid Haig passed away. He was really sick. Um, I guess that's one of the main reasons he was not in Three from Hell very much was because he was very sick. 
And he had conversations with Rob Zombie about it probably being his last film or his last on-screen uh, performance. And um, so, like, almost like he knew it was coming down the line anyway. But, uh, yeah, C.K. passed away. So that's that's kind of a bummer for me because I had seen him um, at a convention in Minnesota. And he was the one person that I didn't get to go over and at least say hi to. Mm-hmm. Um I uh, just didn't make my way over there. Um, so that's kind of a shitty thing because I wish I would have. Sometimes I see those people at conventions and I'm a little bit intimidated and I don't yeah. want to go like over there and say anything. So I leave it alone. Other people are like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm going to be in line for oh wait, for two hours. Yeah, I just can't do it. But, yeah, that one I'm kind of bummed about not walking over and at least saying hi because they're so cool. Like All those celebrities at those things are super Super cool and willing to talk to you and everything. And from what I've heard, just from little stories, he was a person that would literally sit down and have a conversation mm-hmm. with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, that's kind of a bummer. Yeah, and there's still some questions, so, you know, surrounding his death, that type of thing, because his wife had posted that he was back home, he was doing really, really mm-hmm. well, uh, he was recuperating, and then, according to another report, he had fallen because yeah. there was a report of him going into the ICU. They they believed that what had happened is he developed a lung infection. Gotcha. Due to that injury, and that's what actually killed him, as opposed to an illness prior to that. Gotcha. But there's, like I said, there's still questions. There's been no official release of the cause of death. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know if anybody else. I don't know. You did the convention thing once in a while, didn't you, Maddie? Didn't you? Used to do um, that? I just went to the Omaha ones, and I've oh, okay. been to one in Portland, whatever shithole you live in. Um, gotcha. And I never met him, but I heard that he was just a really cool yeah. laid back guy. Yeah. So yeah, was, that definitely sucks. It was really interesting seeing all the tributes on Facebook with people that you and I know mm-hmm. posting pictures of mm-hmm. them with him. Right. And then just a paragraph or something about their interaction with him and right. how cool of a guy yeah. he was. And they put a really cool, uh, really cool tribute video out to him. And, um, Rob so, Zombie did a really nice little yeah. tribute to mm-hmm. him as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a bummer, but he did a lot. I didn't realize how long his career stretched. Mm-hmm. And I also didn't realize that he had given up on acting until Rob Zombie brought him back in to do House of a Thousand Corpses. He was over it, and he just wasn't getting any roles anymore. And um, he got a nice little late kickstart again when he started doing the uh, the Rob Zombie movies. So that's a cool thing that uh, he, he had this thing um that he, he about never giving up and he always gave us never give up speeches like you know i i stopped doing this for so long and then i got another chance and um so yeah it's he, again for somebody that never met him or didn't know him mm-hmm. he in interviews he seems like a really cool guy yeah so yeah it's kind of yeah. interesting he kind of almost had a reverse because a lot of actors you i feel you see them really early in their careers they're in a lot of horror movies and then they kind of move on to other genres mm-hmm. and he was almost kind of the reverse right where i mean he did play in horror back when he was younger but it seems like his later career was all horror right which is yeah. awesome yeah so yeah that's uh yeah Very thank sad. you for bringing it up because i totally forgot no so i think we should do uh one of our episodes should be a sid Haig movie yeah we talked Hell about doing yeah. house of the yeah. corpses and then just never did it so yeah so yeah uh, other news? I got other news too, but I mean, we can move on to somebody else's. Who's got yeah, news? I want to beat Maddie to the punch on this one. That Pornhub has released an alien <laughs> sex tape. 
Yes, that's Jesus. right. I said Pornhub has released an alien sex tape. And, is that from uh, the Area 51 thing? Yes, it is. Oh it says Pornhub has, quote unquote, discovered a found footage film titled Pornhub Raids Area 51 <laughs> that features two porn stars raiding Area 51 and then having sex with an alien. That is hands down my favorite company. Like they do the best shit. Like on Earth Day, for every like, uh, for every video that's watched, they plant a tree. They just they are an awesome fucking company. Right. You started this with dick pics. I blame I you for all this. Well, and you talk about porn a lot there, Maddie. So, like I said, I just wanted to beat you to the the punch, not necessarily the donkey Thank punch, you. but the punch. Thank you for bringing the porn into our horror, Maddie. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. So that's that's my news. Wow. I actually didn't know that. <laughs> but, you know, my but, life has but, been expanded. But I know what you're going to watch when you get <laughs> <laughs> No one messaged me for like 15 minutes when I get back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Greg, do you have anything? Uh, nothing that can top that. Nope. Yeah, I've, yeah, nothing. <laughs> Well, I'm not trying to top anything. Um, so I, I again, I, I without trying to, I, I can't top that. But uh, I did want to talk about the Tony Todd Candyman oh, news yeah, for a second. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tony Todd, it's apparently has they they wrapped Candyman Jordan Peele's uh, Candyman remake, and apparently Tony Todd came back and played Candyman yeah, in yeah. that movie. But they said when it was first being made. That he was going to have a small but show-stopping yeah. role in this movie, but they had cast somebody else as Candyman. So I'll be curious to see what they do, or if they were just trying to hide the fact that uh, Tony Todd was playing him and they, were just, they didn't want to release that news yeah. until after the fact. But if that's the case for real, like that, I, I'm way on board now for the new Candyman movie. Uh, usually I'm not like, if you're going to remake a movie, just recast the whole thing. Tony Todd's Candyman. There's just, yeah. there's nobody else is going to do it. And maybe we, Patrick and I were talking about it when we were driving up to Omaha on Friday about how they could do two Candymans, but that doesn't, with his storyline, it doesn't work that way. Like if he's Candyman in this movie, he's just, he's Candyman and nobody mm-hmm. else, there's not going to be another one. So I don't know. I'll be curious to see. Yeah, because the, the studio didn't confirm that it was not confirmed that he played Candyman, but if that's the case, I'm way on board now for Candyman. So, and my only other thing was speaking of Quiet Place, uh, they just wrapped uh, Quiet Place too. Yeah, so, I saw that. That is done filming. I wrote down that I'm trying to get used to not loving this idea uh, because I was a huge fan. I know you didn't like a Quiet Place. I dug the shit out of A Quiet Place, minus the creature part of A Quiet Place. I did not enjoy the look of those creatures. But I'm trying to get uh, used to to not loving this idea of making a sequel that I feel like doesn't need a sequel. Um, and it's just a cash cow sequel. And I feel like it's going to ruin what A Quiet Place was. If you if you go off of that same theory there, that's what most horror sequels are. Most horror sequels don't require a sequel, but if they do really well, you know it's a guaranteed going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, but some of those also leave you, at the end of those movies, they leave you setting up for a sequel. And A Quiet Place didn't do that. 
there's no spot in that. That movie ended. Mm-hmm. There's no spot in that movie that was like, well, there could be a sequel. It was. There but was it's my an understanding. Ending to that it's movie. like not even associated with his family. Like it's like that. It it's another family. No, a she's, different story. Everybody's coming back for it except really? for well, um, John Krasinski. Um, and Cillian Murphy Krasinski. is in it now as a, another random guy. Mm, okay. Um, it is exploring other families. That's what they're doing. They're going to you know out to see like it's like a Walking Dead episode. Basically, it's like oh, others other survivors. We should go find them and see what's happening. And that's what I'm going to hate about it. I, I I don't want a Quiet Place Walking Dead episode. I want to watch a movie about the characters that were well developed in a Quiet Place, and that those characters those stories ended. So there's nothing else to tell. I don't care anymore about that baby that was born or anything else really about that family. Their story was wrapped and it's a, there's a good place to end that movie. Josh, I have a question. I might have a quick answer. I don't know. <laughs> so you said John Krasinski's not in this at all. He's not doing any like flashback scenes or anything like that. And he's just like not a part of this movie outside of, or in like cast. Why? He's I could, only crew. I couldn't answer that question. I know he wrote, is a writer and director on it. I don't see okay, why okay. he would do a flashback sequence with him in it. Mm-hmm. That, there's again no reason to do that. Uh, we all know what happened to him and where his character ended up, and he got a full story. Right. There's no real need to flashback to show anything else that he did in that movie. It's a move forward movie. If they're gonna make that movie, it's move forward. Sure, Which sounds like what the, that's what just, they're doing. I just so I'm really afraid of them making a Walking Dead episode of A Quiet Place. Mm-hmm. So, um, I've got one thing real quick. Um, the cable company US Dish is offering thirteen hundred dollars for anyone who will watch thirteen Stephen King movies before Halloween, um, and they want the person who's going to do this to like write about their experience and. All of that sort of stuff. The 13 movies would be Carrie, Children of the Corn, Christine, Creepshow, Cujo, Dreamcatcher, It, The Mist, Pet Cemetery, Salem's Lot, The Shining, Thinner, and Misery. If you are interested in doing that, you can head on over to the U.S. Dish website. There is a form there that you can fill out by October 15th. That, so that's through Dish Network. Mm-hmm. Is this like a ploy to get people to subscribe? That's to what I, it, oh yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like I looked at the form and it said like, "Are you currently a Dish customer?" Yeah. And I was like, "I bet if you click no, you will get nonstop fucking emails." Yeah, because right. yeah, because you have to use your email to log in or mm-hmm. to sign up and everything else. So yeah, it's definitely a, it, it's just to get. Oh yeah, oh well, like yeah, everybody's kind, of, not everybody, but a lot of people are moving away from cable. So mm-hmm. I think they're like. Hey, if we give these kids free shit, maybe they'll like be yeah. interested. Right. It's they're only picking one person. Yeah, they're just picking one, one. person. Yeah. yeah. So basically, you log on there and like see. I don't know. I actually put in a form because I've done worse shit for thirteen hundred dollars and watch like <laughs> some Stephen King movies. So I'm like, you know, like show up to work every day. <laughs> but um, it, yeah, I yeah. <laughs> Greg? Yeah, I I I actually went in and. Did you do it too? Yep, I, I signed up for it, and my 200-word essay that you have to supply was basically all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. You just put that over and over and over. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Anyway, Greg, did you say you had something? 
It doesn't need to be as <laughs> no, cool. I'm not. Okay, I was gonna say it doesn't need to be as cool as the Area Fifty One porn. We'd forgive you. <laughs> we don't have anything, but whatever I came up with wouldn't be as good as that. <laughs> All right, well, we are going to wrap up that segment. What segment was no, that? No, that segment. <laughs> that the current events. Current events. We're going to call it current events. We're going to call it current events from now on. Since we just did our current events segment, we all know what's next. What have we been watching? Anyone want to start us off? Yes, uh, just really quick. I've been just been watching a bunch of Hulu as the new season premieres have ramped up this past week. So I watched my episode ones of whatever current season of my shows are. I started watching Veronica Mars. I'd never seen the series before, so I started with episode one on that. And then uh, I haven't gotten to the second episode of it yet, but I did catch the first episode of American Horror Story 1984. They're going to have to wow me with episode two because, quite frankly, episode one for me was kind of me. Let's come back to that because I'm sure Greg's going to mention the same thing. I'm going to bring it up as yes, well. Yes, okay. I will. Yep. So that was it for what I've been watching. Okay. Yeah, I mean, really, uh, same thing I said kind of last week is I have been sitting out. I'm sitting on the bench for uh, watching horror because our 31-day challenge is coming up. And I'm trying not to burn myself out before we get to that. So, uh, like Patrick, uh, my big thing that I'm watching right now is American Horror Story, 1984. But I also revisited uh, some American Horror Story um, other seasons. And then I started Apocalypse. Did anybody watch Apocalypse? Oh, yeah. Did you watch that? All the way through. Did you watch Apocalypse? I I watched the first two or three episodes and it lost me like immediately. Yeah, I'm not digging Apocalypse at all. Tell me, somebody tell me it's it better. I just, I'm going to drop out. The, uh, to me, the best part of Apocalypse was the fact that they went back and visited other seasons. So they would like go back okay. to the murder house. They went back to the coven okay, and some other things like that. So they made some more solid connections to okay. the other seasons. Okay. Um, so I started watching Apocalypse, and I'm so far not feeling it, which is kind of a bummer. Because like I said, American Horror Story is batting about a 50% for me right now. Yep. So, so yeah, but then, yeah, we'll come back to 1984 because I started watching that also. So. I've also been taking a little bit of a horror break, not really because I don't want to get burned out on it, but more I am trying to save like new movies for the 31 Days of Horror. Yeah, there it is. Um. I think I mentioned, as I said, the like first episode I was on, about 97% of what I watch is horror. Well, at least another 1.5 of what I watch is trash TV. So I've been watching Intervention for like... <laughs> That's a great show. For like ever. Like just, I've been watching it like all week. And they're all the same. And I sit there and like, I'm like, why am I watching this? I've literally watched the same story. But like, it's kind of different though when they switch to the Canadian publishing or producing company for that. Okay, well, on Hulu, it's start. They only have like season fourteen mm, on. Okay. So no, maybe it's like thirteen. Yeah, they only have season thirteen on, so I don't really know. I don't know what country is publishing it, but yeah, I've been watching that. And then I watched this lovely eighties ish movie called Orgasmo. Oh, it's a yeah. great fucking movie. It's so yeah, yeah. funny. Oh my God, I love Orgasmo. Yeah, um, it's been sitting around our house for like ever, and my boyfriend <clears throat> finally was like, okay, we need to watch this. And yeah, I was like, this is great. Are you a South Park fan? 
Not really, but okay. I'm not a huge animated anything fan. Gotcha. But yeah. Gotcha. Dad, I don't think I'm going to do hamster style anymore. <laughs> I, I okay, stopped, sorry. I stopped watching uh, South Park, but there's a great documentary on YouTube called Six Days to Air. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And that's about a making of, of how they basically make an episode of South Park in six days. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, really, really good. And they they will change something from the day before. Mm-hmm. If something in the news happens the right. day before they air, they will get it changed and get it on, on yeah. air. By, that's insane. <clears throat> so that's a really cool documentary. What are you yeah, Orgasmo. I mean, I haven't seen that in a million years. Yeah, as I but. said, it's just been sitting on our shelf for like obviously since like we've been living together but yeah wow so that was fun that was a good time yeah. i like that kind of shit hey, have you ever seen uh cannibal the musical no okay uh, it's, it's, by same it's on my shelf who did orgasmo it's i think it's better than orgasmo they made it that was, back in college yeah well it was either in college or straight out of college right. but yeah it was right when they were starting out yeah awesome i yeah. i think orgasmo was their college project and then after they stepped out they did cannibal the musical i think it's the other way around because they had money behind orgasmo they had no money for cannibal okay i will definitely check that one out okay let's go back to totally worth it you'll love it (laughs) i'm sure i will i freaking loved orgasmo um let's go back to 1984 because i know you guys wanted to oh yeah yeah, real quick yeah well as greg said what he's watched oh no gregory Oddly enough, American Horror Story 1984 is all I have watched. Oh, okay. Oh, so let's talk about I've it. I've been then. kind of sucking it in the. Uh, yeah, I've been I've been sucking in the watching content department. So let's talk about that. Well, let's. What problems do you have with this so far, Patrick? Because you seem. I don't know. I guess it, how Greg it, feels it, about it. But. To me, it is they've well one. It, it was an issue that Greg brought up that they might do and kind of like throwing everything into the first episode. And I thought they threw a lot into the episode yep. that were all the tropes that we've seen yep. with 1984 horror slasher movies. Uh-huh. I want original content, even though they're doing this flashback to the eighties. Right. But everything I saw in there, I could have written, you could have written, Greg could have written anything like that just right. by watching a bunch of eighties movies. Right. Yeah. So I didn't see anything original come out of that. Another thing is I'm not a huge fan of one of the actors. He played the Antichrist in Apocalypse. I have not. And you haven't gotten that far no. into it yet. But it's the bleach blonde guy that bleach blonde guy. Yeah. I know you're talking was he in the trailer? Yeah. Oh yeah. He's the he's like the real the the preppy douche guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm not not a big fan of him and, and what he was doing in this. The whole joke with Matthew Morrison and his junk just right. doesn't land for me. Okay. I know it's supposed to be funny. It's supposed right. to add some humor to it, but it's right. just like, really, you know. Yeah, I got you. So first episode didn't really grab me. That's why I'm hoping the second episode, which I have DVR'd, will. Yeah. Well, I mean, without spoilers. So I'm, I'm digging it just because I'm liking the 80s throwback thing. I told Greg the other day, we were talking about it, They, I feel like they have too much going on. Yep. Um, there's too many storylines going on, and it gets worse in episode two. Oh, there's, okay. They, they add another one. Well, I'm looking one. forward to that, then. Uh, the, yeah, I mean, they add another <laughs> one. So, like, it's not like uh, an American Horror Story, like Murder House, where, like, they have one storyline pretty much going on. Mm-hmm. There's not 14 different things to follow. And this... 
you feel like there's cuts to like, well, now they're talking about this storyline and now they're talking about, it's like the Night Stalker and then it's Mr. Jingles or whatever the fuck his name was. And then it's, this girl's got this problem and it's just, there's a lot going on yeah. and it's only two episodes in. And so it's like, they can't add any more. They gotta, they gotta just kind of stick with a main. Oh, you don't think they can add any more? They shouldn't. Right. Uh, it's just too much. Um, but I am enjoying uh, the look of it. I'm enjoying the idea of it. And I'll be curious to see uh, where they can ramp things up a little bit. But right now, I haven't bailed on it yet. Greg? So I yeah, definitely agree with you there, Josh. And I think what they're trying to do is something that they did with with the American Horror Story Asylum was when they kind of started doing that whole, let's bring in a whole bunch of different storylines and try and intertwine them. And they did it, I felt, really well in Asylum. But it feels like every season that they've done that now, it's just gotten worse and worse and worse. And I think that's kind of what's killing this, is they're trying to put in way too much content and trying to just make too many stories intertwine, where if you go back to Murder House, it was based on the family with little offshoot stories that came along with getting to know that family. And they did that really, really well. And I think they need to go more back to that. And that's that's the hardest part that I'm having with this is trying to keep up with all the different little nuances and storylines with 1984. Uh, 100% agree with you, Josh. It's fun to go back and kind of see the look and the feel. Like it, it feels familiar. It is a 1980s slasher film done really, really well. The characters, I'm not sold on. I'm kind of ready to punch Matthew Morrison in the face because his he's just no, just not <laughs> doesn't belong in there at all. I, I'm 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 going to hang with it for a little bit. I I have a theory that by it's either going to reel me in or it's going to kick me square in the balls, and I'm yeah. leaning towards the second of the two. Matthew Morrison is actually annoying me the least out of everybody. So really, really. There's one character, and Patrick hasn't seen episode two yet. So, is, I, it, is it a character introduced in episode two, or no? It's okay. it's uh, but something. I, the way to describe him, uh, something happens to him in episode two. Oh, okay, and I don't want to say it without ruining it. Sure. So, no, Patrick, episode two does. I'm sorry, Josh. Go ahead. No, 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 no. But that the the guy I was going to mention is probably the most annoying character that I'm just done with already. Episode two, I, I think you'll appreciate. Uh, right off the bat, there's just a gigantic "what the fuck just happened," and I, I think it, it'll hold you for a little while. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to hold my breath though. You, you do you. I'm just. Yeah. I, I was. I appreciated the scene. There's some cool. There's come some cool spots in episode two. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, 1984 American Horror Story. There we go. Um, our topic is up next, and because uh, Greg came up with this, I'm actually going to turn the reins over to him. Greg, you want to tell everybody what's going on? Tag in. We've got a really cool opportunity to kind of discuss something that we've been doing for the last three, four, or five years. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong on that. Uh, every October, we get together and we watch a movie marathon, a horror movie marathon for 31 days of October, because obviously horror movies, October, Halloween, it's all pretty synonymous. And because we are meeting today, three days before October 1st, two days before, whatever day it is, I thought it'd be a really cool idea to just kind of talk with each one of us and break down exactly what we look for in these, because 
one of the hardest things about doing the uh, the 31 Days of Horror Challenge is coming up with all the movies that you want to watch. You know, if you go in without a plan, you're in trouble. Um, you're going to be digging bottom of the barrel mm-hmm. on Amazon Prime, and I promise you it's not good. That was that was my idea was to just I want to hear what people look for when they when they put together their list or if they prefer to fly off or fly by the seat of their pants and end up in the uh, the bottom of the barrel on Amazon Prime. So whoever wants to jump in, go for it. I feel personally attacked, Greg. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Guys, anyone want to jump in and talk about their list? For me this year, uh, I've had a different reasoning each year that we've done it. And this year, it's because of what happened last year is we got to the end of last year and I didn't feel I covered enough of movies from that year to speak well enough during the episode where we talk about the best of. Mm -hmm. So this year, all of my movies are centered around movies that came out in 2019 up to that point in October when we do this challenge. So hopefully when December hits and we do our best of 2019, I'll have seen at least enough to have an educated comment now, how many of your 2019 films, Patrick, are indies versus what came out of studio? About half and half. And half and half? I think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's so, so that that's my pure reasoning. Like last year, I just wanted to do all movies I'd never seen before. Right. And uh, the year before that, I don't even know what, I think it was just, I want to watch a horror movie. Right. <laughs> so... Yeah. So yeah, mine mine's pretty simple, straightforward, and it's just going to help me out in the long run because then not only do I have to watch thirty one movies, but then I would have to watch a bunch of other movies on top of that if I had not caught up with twenty nineteen movies. Right? Do you have a top like five that you're excited to? Oh, let me look at my watch. list here. Yeah, Dead Don't Die. I didn't see that when it came okay. out in theaters, and I guess that's coming out this upcoming month. It's out. Is it out? Dead, yeah. Dead, dead, oh, okay. Yeah, well, yeah, good. Then I'll then I'll watch that one. Slaughterhouse Rules, which is a British film Simon Pegg, yeah. with Simon Pegg. Yep. I'm looking forward to that one. Dr. Sleep, of course, coming out next month. Zombieland Double Tap. Yep. And uh, let's see. You just mentioned all studio films. Those are all studio <laughs> yeah. films. But there's, like, but there's like Slasher Party, Piercing, yeah, for sure. yeah, Lords no. of Chaos. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. You know, there, there's some other things in there that, that I'm looking forward to. I got gotcha. you. You got to watch Martyrs this year, too. That I've got to fit that. That's going to be my bonus one. Yeah, because I do have 31 already in my list. Oh, Pet Graveyard is the one I'm really looking forward to. Are you? I'm sure that's going to be. Pet Graveyard actually kind of looks fun. I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, Anytime the movie comes out immediately following, you know, that the, the, the hack movie comes out immediately following the Hollywood movie, right. you know it's good. You yeah. know it's good. So th- that's my reasoning in my picking. Cool. I had kind of wanted, because I was in the same situation last year where, like, when it came to picking Best Of, I had not watched anything from 2018, basically. Here's my problem, though. I'm not paying for shit. I already pay for Netflix. I already pay for Hulu. I already pay for Amazon. Amazon. Not Amazon. Amazon. <laughs> I already pay for Amazon Prime, and I'm just so many of these movies you have to pay extra for, or be on another whatever, and I'm just over it. I'm not gonna shell out money to watch a new horror movie. <laughs> so there's that. Um, yeah. I was just kind of I like to fly off the handle and just 
just kind of pick whatever looks good that day to me. Um, I had kind of wanted, I do have a little bit of a plan of attack this year. If I can get some new movies in, I'm going to do that. Shutter on Amazon Prime has a bunch of really great movies from the 50s and 60s that I've never seen that I've always wanted to see. So I want to watch a good handful of those. And then kind of related to our feature, um, I have not seen all of the Masters of Horror series. And now that it's on Tubi or Tubi or Voodoo, whichever Mm -hmm. one, um, I would really like to finish watching those because I've seen most of them. But there's a couple more I need to pick up on. Gotcha. Josh or Greg, you want to? Yeah, I mean, I kind of did kind of a a mix. Um, 90% of what I have on my list is from 2019. And again, it's the same thing kind of that Patrick did. It was like getting to our top 10 and not being as educated, I guess, as I kind of sometimes want to be and making my list. Uh, So I chose a lot of 2019 films. With that being said, I chose a lot of 2019 indie films. There are a few on here that are studio films, but uh, a big percentage of these are um, 2019 indies, which not necessarily will mean they'll end up on my top 10 or anything. But sometimes when you get to your top 10, you go, okay, well, I'm going to put Brightburn and I'm going to put these studio films only in my top 10 versus there's a a handful of indies that came out that kind of like Terrifier. Like Terrifier was an indie film. And that made it to the top of a ton of our list. Mm-hmm. And there's got to be, you know, for every studio film, there's probably 20 Terrifiers out there. So I want to watch more of those. Uh, but I do have, there's three films on my list that I've already seen. And it's just because of movies I want to watch. And then uh, a couple of studio films on here as well. But uh, yeah, uh, I, I made a list to share. And the last couple of years, I have not. I've kind of done what Maddie did where I was just kind of go, what do I feel like watching today? And then I stare at my TV for about an hour going, I can't pick anything. And then I don't pick something. And then I miss that day. And then that's how I get into, I only watched 17 movies this month. And uh, I get crushed by Greg and Patrick uh, real quick, who <laughs> finished their 31 days, five days early. So this year, like I said, I made a list. I have an order, so I just know I don't have to pick a movie. This is the movie I'm watching today. Mm-hmm. So, um, but looking forward, I did make a like a five list. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to. I I have not seen Brightburn yet, so Brightburn is on my list. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Banana Splits is on yeah, my list. Yeah, it's on my list. Um, uh, Stephen King's In the Tall Grass comes out next month. It's on my list. Uh, there's a movie that's been in my queue. For a long time now, called Bone Tomahawk. Uh, I'm super excited to see that movie. And then um, some people that I know in Wisconsin made a movie called Gags the Clown. And uh, that just dropped on VOD. And I'm really excited to watch that one. So, yeah, it's a mix this year. I'm pretty excited to uh, to follow this, this list. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and then, like... I don't know if you, you about you guys. Every single year, I watch like Trigger Treat for Halloween. So like yeah. that's on my. I don't know if that'll be my bonus or if that'll be just part of my thirty-one because I started another. I started a class that has a lab with it, so I might not have thirty-one movies at the end of this month. But like you can tear through. There's a, 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 probably at least half those could be Masters of Horror movies, and yeah. they're under an hour. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. But as I said, I've seen most of yeah. them. But yeah, th- those will be the days that 
Right. <laughs> or when I'm like, guys, I watched another five minute movie again because I like to half ass literally <laughs> my entire life. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then boy, the three of us are going like, oh, comment. good for you. Yeah. Well, y'all can fuck off. <laughs> yeah. None of you, none of yeah. you said I couldn't do that. No, no we so. actually, we actually said you could do that. Yeah. It, is actually uh, the the different and we're all kicking helps. ourselves in the balls for not thinking about ourselves, right? <laughs> Greg, what do you got? <laughs> so I I kind of go for the mix, and I I just changed this up last year because I was the guy who decided to fly by the seat of his pants and just grab whatever horror movie I could find, and ended up watching some real really bad ones. Uh, so last year was my my first year of actually setting up the list, and Josh, that's why I had uh, killed it last year was because. I have my list. I just knocked everything out, and they all fell perfectly into place. So, I when I when I look to my my horror movies that I want to do, I try to do a mixture of a little bit of old, a little bit of new, mostly because there's a lot of old classic horror movies that I have not seen and just have not found time to pull the trigger on because there's so many new things coming out, and I want to stay current, but I want to you know it's it's a giant freaking mess. And there's just not enough hours in the day to be able to watch all these. So I, I try to combine my my list with uh, 20 horror, 2019 horror movies that I haven't seen. So, yes, exactly like Patrick said, I can talk intelligently and have an intelligent discussion at the end of the year when we do our best of. But uh, like for this year, there's several movies that I have on my list. Uh, number one is probably the one I'm most excited to see is The Exorcist. I have never seen that, and I'm finally pulling the trigger on it. And we'll it's see. it's yes. going to happen. I'm putting yeah. it at number one. So yeah. I, I'm sorry. Was that what was that? Nothing. I said I was proud. These two. We're, we're thank s- you. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're skeptical. I put it number one. I'm going to watch it number one. I promise right. you that. Okay. It's going to happen. All right. So that one, that's uh, one I'm really excited about. Another one I'm excited to check out is 1978's Dawn of the Dead. I've seen the remake, and I love the remake. And so the the original can only be better than that, right? Um, I'm, I'm checking out Texas Chainsaw Massacre for the first time. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to watching, uh, High Tension for the first time and, uh, just a bunch of other ones on here. And I, I haven't gone through the, the 2019 list that I want to watch quite yet, but that's, that's kind of what I, I look to build my list one on is seen and then, or stuff that I haven't seen. And then on the back end, just to kind of be able to coast out and enjoy the uh the last few days of the 31 days of horror i there's movies that i have to watch around halloween i mean it's like christmas there's movies you have to watch around christmas there's movies you have to watch around halloween so i have uh the strangers is on my list it's uh, a yearly watch uh nightmare on elm street is a yearly watch obviously halloween i watch on halloween you just i, I can't get around those those are tradition for me and i i don't bunk tradition so that's really what i look for when i do uh when i do my 31 days list greg has a movie on his list that i'm really looking forward to reading and hearing his thoughts on because it's actually one of my favorite watches on his list he's got adam green's uh movie frozen mm. and mm-hmm. so i'm yes. really curious to see what he thinks you, of that movie. you've plugged that movie multiple times i man, love that movie. I'm, I'm excited to check it out because so. it sounds like it's an interesting concept kind of along the same lines as buried just oh. in the air like, yeah, kind kind of, kind of. Buried the Ryan Reynolds kind of. one. Yes, what's that? It, yes. Okay, I was gonna say buried is the Ryan one. Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Oh one. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Have, you, have you seen it? So yeah, I just uh, okay. 
I oh, am you're talking about Ryan Reynolds. I yeah, you. I am. <laughs> I am severely claustrophobic, <laughs> so I do try to like not watch shit like that because I just get uncomfortable, which I I understand is the point. Yeah. Frozen is the one where they're trapped on the ski lift. They're trapped right? in the ski lift, yeah, up in the air, yeah. So it's a really cool concept. It's a, it's done really well. I actually threw it on my list because I was like, "Fuck it!" Is Greg's watching Frozen? I'm watching Frozen. We are ta- um, we are not talking about the Disney movie, everybody. No, yeah, no. That's why I said no, Adam Green's no. Frozen. That's a completely um, different horror story. Um, oh God! Yes. Yeah, I was excited to see that on Greg. <laughs> I was excited to see that on Greg's list because I was like, "Yeah, I want to." I want to hear his thoughts. I'm just gonna say it right now. I'd rather be kicked in the face than ever watch Disney's Frozen again. Um, I have a daughter, so I watched that movie. 30,000 times. I'm really sorry. Uh, you know, it is what it is. Watch Moana. It's better than Frozen. Yeah, I just kind of stay away from Disney altogether. That's not my so vibe. You, you will not be subscribing to Disney Plus? Okay. No, <laughs> so, but my boyfriend's going to because you can get like a <laughs> uh, package with Hulu and he likes like the Marvel shit that's on the Disney gotcha. streaming thing. I... I will probably never click on it because I don't really watch anything Marvel. I don't like any of the new Star Wars stuff. And, um, yeah. <laughs> gotcha. I don't have children. And one of the reasons I don't is because I don't want to watch Disney movies right. anymore. I got you. <laughs> cool. But, yeah, I'm uh, I'm really excited about I look forward to uh, the 31 Days of Horror Challenge every year as much as it wants to you know, make you bang your head against the wall. It's a nice little, I don't know if you guys see it as competition, but I don't see it as a competition at all. It's just a nice little thing, uh, I guess, to challenge yourself. Well, um, everybody, make sure you listen to um, us going forward with our 31 Days of Horror. Let us know if you're watching anything for Halloween. But we are going to move on to our feature film. I was just going to add real quick before we go to the feature film. Follow us on Facebook because we do add little yep. paragraph reviews right. of the movies that we do watch. Oh, yeah, and, I forgot and we do that. We should open that. And ratings. Like, you know, open, mm-hmm. like, open invitation for anybody that watches something. If you want to jump on our Facebook page... Even if you don't watch 31 of them, just drop your your film and a little synopsis and a snippet and your knowledge on the movie and let us know what you're watching. Because play along. It's a fun fucking game for 31 days. Oh, yeah. We're going to move on to our game. (laughs) We're going to move on to our feature. Um, I picked it, which is why I'm hosting. Um, I chose the movie Cigarette Burns, which is part of the Masters of Horror series. Um, You can find it streaming for free on Tubi or Vudu. It is part of the Masters of Horror series. So if you are interested in checking it out, make sure you search for Masters of Horror instead of Cigarette Burns. Yeah, like my dumbass did. No, I totally that was that was totally on me. Um, Patrick, you got some deets? Yes, John Carpenter's Cigarette Burns, two thousand five, part of the Masters of Horror series, running fifty nine minutes, and like Maddie said, you can find it on Tubi TV. With a torrid past that haunts him, a movie theater owner is hired to search for the only existing print of a film so notorious that its single screening caused the viewers to become homicidally insane. Doesn't that sound like a Netflix movie? Like they watched this Netflix movie that they couldn't sleep after? Yeah, this is the original, the original Tiffany report on Netflix movies. Yeah, Karen's. There you go. Did we decide Karen. on Karen? We decided on Karen. Fucking Karen. Fucking Karen. Fucking Karen. Damn it, Josh. <laughs> 
the IMDb rating is 7.6, and that's the only rating I could find. Neither Metascore Rotten Tomatoes had anything on it for them. I assume it's because it's a series as opposed to a movie. Cool. Yeah, I actually had no idea it was a series because, you know, back when uh, movie stores existed, <laughs> um, they had, like, individual like actual DVDs for these and it wasn't part of like mm. a series. It was like you rented one movie. They presented it as one movie. So I'm kind of, so, I knew they were kind of doing it as like a thing, but originally when like family video existed, these were separate movies. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, these masters of horror movies were separate. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Who wants to start? Yeah. Who wants to kick us off? Well, yeah. So, uh, real quick, I mean, I'll just jump jump right in. I don't know, whatever. Um, this is I'm, the energy gas. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, I've, I don't. I don't like to step on toes. Um, I'm a fan of the Masters of Horror uh, series. Um, I do have my favorites. Um, I had never seen Cigarette Burns. Um, I knew nothing about it. What is he doing over there? I don't know. Uh, he's like making fart noises with his mouth. <laughs> um, <laughs> One of these days he's going to come Your on. Noises from Greg, and he's going to have the uh, like the, the little ratchet things that you right. play with at you know New <laughs> yeah. Year's Eve. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm. I had never seen Cigarette Burns, but I saw while watching the beginning that is directed by John Carpenter. So I was like really stoked about that because uh, John Carpenter fan. I knew nothing about it, so uh, I saw Norman Reedus. This is like pre Walking Dead. This is like mm-hmm. Boondock Saints. Norman Reedus. It's, like, so it's thought, like in between, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that was really cool um, to see his uh, some early stuff from him. Uh, Jennifer, remember uh, Jennifer and uh, Dear, Dear Woman are two of my favorite Master of Horror movies. Um, I thought th- those were some of the, the better ones. But Cigarette Burns I liked for the most part. Uh, I liked the idea of it. It was super simple. It seemed really easy. I didn't like the 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 I didn't understand the girlfriend ghost aspect of it. I thought that was kind of a weird part in the movie that wasn't really needed to drive that movie because I know they talk they talked a lot about like as you uh, start as he started working on finding this movie that I can't pronounce so I'm not gonna try that he'd start to go like crazy but like his that whole girlfriend side story thing started happening before he went. To look for this movie, so I was a little bit like that uh, stuff wasn't needed at all. But um, so the cast is really good, uh, the idea is really good. I liked it, so that was a good pick. I was excited too when I saw that this was a Carpenter project and that Norman Reedus was attached to it because two people I like watching their stuff. However, I felt that this one kind of suffered from almost too much exposition. In a way, there was a lot of dialogue throughout this thing that I think could have been handled or we could have gotten more content if they took out some of the dialogue. Gotcha. You knew what he was doing. He was assigned to go find this film. Go do it. We didn't need everything to explain all of it. We knew it was a film that had this adverse effect on people that they ended up killing each other it was a slaughter at the film festival it showed at so we knew what was going to happen there so i didn't need as much dialogue explaining what had happened or why it happened just find it let shit happen so i think they could have had more gore in this film i thought there was a good amount of gore mm-hmm. it's 2005 we can spoil this so okay. the beheading was pretty gruesome yeah 
and there was plenty of blood and everything like that. So I felt they could have incorporated a lot more of that. The performances I thought were really good. I thought Norman Reedus did a really nice job. The other thing that kind of took me out of this was the ring of fire that showed up once in a while. It just seemed like it was an overlay on top. Yeah. And it looked like an an Adobe After Effect thrown on top of... And in 2005, it probably was just Mm -hmm. that. Because I'm sure they were hindered by budget and everything else since it was a series. But it just took me out of it. It didn't seem like it was a flashback. It didn't seem like something that happened to them. It just seemed like something that was overlaid on top of the screen, and then they had a reaction to it. So that kind of took me out of it. But all that being said, I did enjoy it. It was an easy 59-minute movie. Mm -hmm. It didn't really feel that long. felt like half hour to 40 minutes. And uh, no, I I did enjoy it, though. Do you think they just... They needed that dialogue in there to, to stretch that movie out well, that, for that, time. But see, that's what I'm saying, that if they could have taken the dialogue out and added more stuff. Gotcha. That he had to, to me, he got to that film really quick. Mm-hmm. There wasn't enough digging. You know, he wasn't dealing with enough people going from place to place to place. He stopped at two places for and then he had the film. Yeah, for a film that could never be found, he found it pretty fucking pretty quick. Pretty fucking quick. Yeah. I mean, he stopped at the, the, the French place. He stopped at place where the, the the snuff film was made and then the he found director's it, the, wife yeah, yeah, he and then it, he yeah. had the film yeah there just there just wasn't enough going on yeah what i did like though too is that they showed clips from yes the film because they could have easily just been like don't show anything uh because people could judge us really quick on like this shit's not fucking scary at all there's nothing fucked up about this movie why is it why are people killing themselves because they're watching this movie? And they could have easily just danced around it and not shown anything, but they did show clips from mm-hmm. the, the film, so I didn't but, like they did and that. It, and it was nice that it tied in with the pseudo-angel, whatever that creature was, because that part was in the film, and then you had that creature. Yes, yeah. You know, that what was that already. about, though? Was Who the fuck you, knows? No, 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 but do you think that was like a whole, like, I felt like... I wanted it to be some like mind control thing that this death angel had convinced this other guy uh, that he needed to see this movie. And so he hired Norman Reedus to go find this movie, knowing full well that when he brought it back, this guy would kill himself. And then all of a sudden the reel is in his hands and now he's in control of this reel. And so like that's how I like put things together in my brain. Because like, I was like, why else did, what, did this guy leave with the reel at yeah. the end of the movie yeah. without – having some sort of like convincing the other guy mm-hmm. that he needed. To I figured he wouldn't give a shit about the movie. Go grab his wings off the wall, <laughs> right. stick them back on his Stay back and fly shit. away. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I thought that that was, that was something that had to happen, that he had to get his wings back or something, but that just never right. came through. He just grabbed the, yeah. And then the Asian guy, I think it was, it was Asian guy that yeah, just stabbed his eyes out. Yeah. And then uncuffed oh, the that butler. Guy. Yep. Yeah. The butler, yeah. Uncuffed him. Um, like, I said, uh, randomly, all of a sudden, just uncuffing him after however long he's been locked up there, and yeah. all of a sudden he's going to let him go now. So there's, you said, there's a few things in there. I was like, what, is, what the fuck is going mm-hmm. on right now? But to be fair, I don't think they gave these guys a lot of time to make this. I kind of think they had a challenge to make it in a certain amount of time. Yeah. So I can kind of see maybe being like, I don't fucking know, just put it in there. <laughs> right. <laughs> or it's one of those things, you know, they had to do it between projects that they were working on. So, yeah. Yeah. So there may have been a time constraint. Greg. 
So just to kind of riff off of uh, what Josh is talking about there with the uh, the weird angel of death or whatever that was, I, I originally thought that that was going to be the, the director who had supposedly died and disappeared, and he became this creature after creating this film. That obviously didn't pan out, spoilers, but I, I felt like it was uh, – so I don't know if anybody else kind of had that feeling. No. no. I, yeah, I thought the guy That's, just died and disappeared. Okay. I, I actually wish I hadn't seen any of the tra- or any of the movie, Josh, that you were talking about. They had uh, shown some of the, the scenes of it. Kind of like a monster movie, you know, you, you get this thing built up so much in your head of what would be put on screen that would turn these people to slaughter themselves and to, to kill each other or whatever. And I almost didn't want to see what that would turn out to be because I, whatever I imagined in my mind was so much more than what they would probably put on screen. And for me, that's kind of how it came out. One of the biggest things that I noticed about cigarette burns and I don't know if anybody else kind of caught this or fell along with this as well, was this is a movie from the same vein as In the Mouth of Madness. I can anybody see that. else yeah. go that way? I can um, see that. I, just, I, I felt like there was a lot of similar tones that went along with it, uh, kind of waiting for Sam Neill to pop out on some occasions. But while it kept my interest the entire time, I just I had a hard time separating the two of those. And granted, yeah, it's John Carpenter, and it, I think it it goes along more with the theory that they had a limited amount of time to put this together, or like Patrick said, they were making this film and during uh, or in between times when they were working on projects or something like that. And so he kind of took a very similar aspect of In the Mouth of Madness and created this new spin on it. And so that was that was the hardest thing for me to uh, to really enjoy this movie. However, I did enjoy it a lot, so don't get me wrong there. Uh, cinematography was awesome. Norman Reedus knocked it out of the park. I thought he did a fantastic job. The horror in the movie was absolutely exactly what it needed to be. Just a, a really, really good story all along. And even when you got to the end, you, you almost wanted to know what happened after he saw the, uh, the cigarette burn and ended up uh, sitting in the, the movie theater unconscious for a little a while you know what had happened in between the two points and that was really all that i had uh, i had come up with you know i just really really enjoyed it again still loving john carpenter and everything that he's done so uh great choice maddie really really like this one awesome um i'll just really quickly talk about kind of why i picked this film a couple reasons first of all this sounds like the trash ass thing i would do the second someone's like oh this movie like made people vomit i'm like yeah buddy and i will go watch it <laughs> I also love me a short movie and I really, really like, I really like the concept of the masters of horror. I think it's so cool to take people who have just made their name doing this stuff Mm -hmm. and then being like, okay, you have an hour like to make this movie. Did did they really spread out the directors though? Like is Mick Garris and John Carpenter and like it's they had Toby Hooper made one um, from Texas Chainsaw. Yeah. Uh, Stuart Gordon made one. Stuart Gordon's is really weird. Um, they did get like quite a few people. Okay. Um, I couldn't tell you how long this went <clears throat> on. I feel like it had a couple seasons, right. but I kind of just liked the whole premise. And as I said, I liked this movie a lot. I thought a lot of the imagery was really fun. Um, I kind of thought it was like a cool version of the ring. (laughs) 
Okay. With the haunted mm-hmm. videotape right. yeah. and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really wish Norman Reedus would wash his hair at least once this decade, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, no, I just think this movie's fun, and as I said, I am loving an hour-long movie. Right. I think it takes a lot more to make a shorter movie than to make... Because like, if you have a three-hour movie, you can have as much explanation and shenanigans and whatever you want in there to tie everything together. Right. But if you have like 45 <clears throat> minutes or an hour, you have 45 minutes or an hour. <laughs> right. So yep. does anyone else have any more thoughts on this one or we're going to start wrapping up? Yeah, I'm pretty... I think that's pretty yeah. much it for me. Okay. We rate on three things. We have Fear Factor... We have the gore score, and we have the overall rating. Let's go ahead and do Fear Factor real quick. Greg, you want to start? Uh, Fear Factor, I would mark it a, maybe a two or three. There's uh, some, just a, there's some thrill in it, uh, but I've never really felt any fear factor at all, so I think uh, a two or a three is pretty solid. Okay. Patrick? It's pretty low for me. I didn't really feel tension, fear, or anything like that, so I'd, it's a one for me. Yeah, I sat in that two three spot also. So yeah, yeah I would say one one over here. Uh, let's yeah. do gore score, Greg again. Uh, I give it a seven or an eight. You know, I, based on that axe uh, or not the axe, the uh, the machete head cut off scene that was pretty intense. And then uh, Asian Alfred throwing the knife into his <laughs> eyes. Asian think, Alfred. Yeah, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna sit on an eight. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Are we not going to talk about the guy fed his intestines? His intestines. Into a I was going to bring that. that yeah, that was the other one. That was the other one. I knew I was missing something. Yeah, stuck his intestines into the movie reel. <laughs> Patrick, uh, because of that, that's why I was going to bring that up. Because of that, I'm, I'm giving it a seven because of the decapitation, the yeah. feeding the intestines, the guy gouging his own eyes out. Yeah, there. I think there was enough in there to warrant a seven. Yes. Yeah, Seven's definitely one of the bloodier films we watched lately, mm-hmm. I feel like. Um, so I think seven is definitely fair to give it. Yeah, I'll give this one a six or seven. Um, I think a lot of the horror or the violence in it was pretty extreme. I normally don't see people disembowel themselves in movies, but right. shit happens. <laughs> Let's do overall score. Greg, again. Seven. Seven? I, I really enjoyed this one. Okay. I'm going a bit lower than that just because I'm just jumping back to that whole exposition thing. I think they could have dropped the dialogue. It would have been only a 45-minute movie, but fill it in with other stuff that really would mean more visually into it. So I'm going to I'm gonna put it right in the middle at five. Yeah, I was going to say uh, for cigarette burns, I was going to give a six. The Masters of Horror overall, I'll probably give an eight. Um, mm. I like that series a lot. They have some really good stuff. Um, I just think Cigarette Burns was one of the stronger ones that I had seen. So, six. Yeah, I'll give it seven or eight. This is a favorite of mine and one I recommend to a lot of people. So, awesome. Obviously, we all really liked it. So, if you want to check it out, Cigarette Burns will probably be on 2B TV for a while. And you can check out the rest of the Masters of Horror <clears throat> there. Um, we are getting toward the end of our cast. So, everybody pimp themselves out. That's plugs. Pimp. <laughs> Greg? I'm uh, Greg the Movie Guy, and I'm positively writing movie reviews over at gregthemovieguy.com. Uh, yeah, we are two weeks out from the Prairie Lakes Film Festival uh, in Grand Island, Nebraska at the Historic Grand Theater. It's October 11th, 12th, and 13th. We'll be out there. It's a good time. Every year we go out there, and uh, it gets better. 
uh, and better. So we'll be out there podcasting. That's uh, where our next podcast will come from. I don't know if we'll drop that as a bonus episode or if we really... It'll be a bonus episode okay. and it may come out after the next one though. Okay. Just yeah. because of the amount of time it takes to edit that right. one because it's a, it's a, it's like it's a, a long hour. one. Yeah, it's yeah. long. So, it's a three hour tour. But yeah, we'll be podcasting out there. We'll be talking about everybody's uh, films that are made right here in Nebraska and talking with different indie filmmakers and we usually talk to Matt who's the, who runs the, the festival. Uh, it's always a good time. So... It's $10 for a whole weekend, $5 for a day. Uh, you get a whole bunch of stuff with it, and uh, it's a good time. So if you're out and about and you're around Grand Island, come out and uh, check out some Nebraska-made films and uh, and hang out with us. All right. Well, if you're a fan of the Frightcast, make sure that you head on over to iTunes or whatever platform you're listening to us on, and make sure that you rate and review us. Also, make sure to check us out online with the social medias. And uh, all you have to do is search for Midnight Frightcast. And then finally, check out our films at MidnightFrightFilms.com. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us on this Sunday afternoon. From myself, Greg, Patrick, and Josh, we thank you for listening to the Midnight Frightcast. God, I gotta pee. Oh, please tell me we're still rolling. <laughs> oh, we're still rolling. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah.